So that's the ex-girlfriend, is it? The old ex-girlfriend. Judy Foster. Jane Foster. This meeting is being recorded. Welcome back, analysis listeners. We're going to be talking Thor today. So, of course, by natural instinct, we tap Barry Irving. Hayes was not even interested in talking about this, so we've tapped Barry Irving. Barry is in a play right now, so we've defaulted to Annie and David. Welcome back to the podcast, Annie and David. Hey, sloppy third. <laughs> it's so uh, nice to be introduced as we didn't want them here, but here we go. They weren't my first choice. They were my second choice. They, their A choice. They, their A were, choice. they had availability on their calendar. <laughs> sometimes the best ability is availability friends welcome in <laughs> as, before as we as we get into this i, I you guys are, are are great to come in and and, and fill in for some of our, our superhero uh, talks and, and our marvel talks because i i was actually present with you guys uh when i had one of my more embarrassing uh, uh theater moments uh and i was um lecturing you guys on uh autorism autorism uh, and directors uh, when we were seeing Iron Man 3 or Iron Man 2 which three. Iron Man 3 was, yeah yeah and I was you know and before the movie came up I said you know you know a lot of real film fans I was really smelling my own farts uh, mm-hmm. in this one it's like a lot of film fans you know they, they they get more excited about when directors are coming out with films instead of when when actors are in films so we should really be excited about this Shane Black movie and uh, you guys were like you're a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> sure we didn't say that no no but your face did so so, but yeah but that that movie wasn't that great but anyway so uh, we're here to talk about another kind of uh in in the middle of the pack marvel movie but thor love and thunder i like the uh the australian accent that sometimes comes out uh when when we say love and thunder but Taika Watiti is is back under the helm, a, a director to get excited about. I, I normally like a lot of his movies. Uh, really big Jojo Rabbit fan. I loved Hunt mm-hmm. uh, for the Wilder People. Ah, so good. So good. And, you know, he really does that, like, tragic funny well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also does, like, kids. I think that you don't mm-hmm. see a lot of, like, great children performances anymore but i think he really pulls a lot uh, out, of, out of the the child actors that he has yeah hunt uh, for the so, wilder people the child actor is phenomenal incredible. and he was he was in a marvel movie later he was yeah. he was in deadpool too yep mm-hmm. yeah just just kind of like these you know these universes coming together uh, but uh, so so when Barry was originally planning on coming on the podcast, he texted me, we're going to have a lot to talk about, dot, dot, dot. Uh, but now oh. that he's not here, what do you think he meant, you guys? What, what, what do you guys think? <laughs> what, do you, what did you guys think about this movie? Well, um, we liked it. Yeah, we enjoyed yeah, we'll it. we start I, with you. You enjoyed it. Yeah, we like you said before, it's kind of middle of the pack. I don't think it's um, near the top of Marvel movies, but I, I definitely don't think it's near the bottom. No. There are... I mean, there, there's several things that it um, set up, I guess, or, or alluded to the whole pantheon of gods uh, being yeah. a part of, you know, existence. <laughs> that, that was pretty big. It, it introduced the idea of eternity, mm. um, who is a figure in Marvel Comics, you know, one of the powerful primeval forces kind of things. It, it, was, it was very interesting 
in my opinion, I don't think it was quite as good as Ragnarok was, but um, I it's gotten some hate I've seen okay. online, and I'm not sure why people are mad at it, because it never pretended to be anything other than what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like, I went in with low expectations because I was seeing a lot of, like, bad reviews for it and things like that. And then I went and saw it, and I was like, this is exactly what I would expect from a Taika Waititi Thor movie. You know, like, this screaming goats and the silliness and the, yeah. you know. Uh, so I kind of, I don't know if it's because my expectations were low, but I was like, this is great. This is fine. What are people talking about? You know, so. <laughs> yeah, I guess mindset and expectation are, are, are kind of where we can start uh, I've been hearing, just in terms of people I've spoken to that have seen the movie, mostly positive feedback. Uh, I'm actually someone that I didn't like it all that much, uh, and and we'll, we'll unpack some of it here. But, uh, you know, some of the people that I've been talking to said, I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. I was like, really? Like, what What? What actually made you laugh at this movie? Uh, <laughs> like the Screaming, screaming Goats? goats? <laughs> I don't know. Screaming Goats is like a 13-year-old bit. I, I just like it, the Screaming Goats were okay. Um, there was there was there was two jokes which were basically the same joke, but it got me twice. And those were the other two times where I had a chuckle. I was not laughing at all. This was like Ted Lasso laughing, meaning, okay, that was kind of clever, but I'm not actually laughing at it. Um, when he is referencing um Jane Foster and he says, uh, Jane Fonda. Uh, the first time and he gets the name wrong and he's just and then later he comes back and he goes uh, Jody Foster because he's got like Jane and Foster <laughs> I was like okay two like 80s actresses bits like I was I was uh, with it with with the Taika stuff but what's happening now and it's almost like become its own superhero subgenre is this like self-referencing kind of laugh at the superhero genre bits that are happening and you see a lot in Deadpool where it's like yeah we're doing a superhero movie like but like here's all the tropes wink 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 and it's almost like a a scream movie parody Mm. within a superhero movie and then you even saw it in the Black Widow where her sister keeps making fun of the way she lands and she's like oh why do you always land like that like what's the deal with that and like and like Taika (laughs) did that Jerry Seinfeld (laughs) what's the deal with landing but and then (laughs) thank you for for that offer but uh uh, and like this like Ragnarok had a lot of that and it was Mm -hmm. that was fresh because Thor was this like really stiff boring character and so it was like oh no they like completely reinvented him and he's kind of this like nerdy awkward dude and kind of like having a character with like that type of stature be like kind of the the lamo was i thought that was a really clever idea and then this is just like reheating and it's like okay like all right now we're just going to keep commenting on superhero tropes it's like we've seen so many superhero movies now to where they've become like so they're be- they become very parody ripe does that make sense? And I got bored with it. Mm. Yeah. I I kind of missed more of that in the film, actually. I, I think he juggled the seriousness and the comedy a little too well, where... It, it, you didn't know where it was at tonally. Yeah. It was very over the top when there was a comedic part, mm-hmm. like 
this is a joke. Yeah. But then cancer. Like, pick a lane, dude. And it's like, you didn't know which movie you were in and, and the, the transitions between those, I don't think were super well earned. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. For some reason, it didn't bother me. I mean, I guess it's... You just spoil everything on these, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, when she died at the... You know, I, I kind of assumed that somehow they'd figure out a superhero way for her to be fine and all to be well. I was I was kind of like... Because oh, it, it was a little, like, light and whatever to them be like... like and you know that cancer will, like, killed her, which makes sense. It makes yeah. sense that her cancer that she couldn't do anything about, you know, like, it was very advanced, mm-hmm. killed her, but, like... And it re- redefines a, what is heroism. Because it's a superhero movie. Like, you kind of expect, like, well, then she just keeps the hammer forever and is fine. You know, I don't yeah. know. I was kind of... I mean, I wasn't, like, shocked that she died. But, like, it felt serious after, like, watching kids beat up monsters with teddy bears and mm. whatever. You know, like... Um, but, I don't know. I guess, in general, I don't have high expectations for marvel movies they're kind of formulaic they're kind of you know this is what's going to happen and so i think i enjoyed it because i just kind of let it wash over me like when i when i watch a movie that isn't a marvel movie i think pacing do they make those anymore right (laughs) i know it's very rare but uh but you're looking at like pacing then, then then i think i pay more attention to that and i'll maybe be more critical of it but for some reason with a marvel movie i just kind of like let it wash over me and i'm like i'm gonna be entertained and i'm not gonna think about this too deeply so maybe you guys just think too much (laughs) maybe i mean that's that's definitely fair criticism on (laughs) i'm just saying like i think if you go into it as like mindless fun and there's gonna it's not gonna be a great movie but it's gonna like you know have these... action and some jokes and so, you know something serious because they all try to effects. put something in there yeah then you know i don't know so that's, that's i think that's why it didn't bother me at all they feel like that there it's mindless and whatever and then we're basically just there for the last 10 minutes so it can set up the next mindless whatever <laughs> thing and then we all are really just staying for those those end credit bits mm-hmm. it's like that's really it's like it's become this weird rhythm that we go to when we go to a marvel movie where we're like yeah and and then there's there's it's like the the the, the bookends of it are always strange because the it's so diluted with the universe because you've got tv shows that they're they're kind of sub-referencing mm-hmm. and you've got you know like like 16 hours of content for for just one of the tv series and there's multiple and then you've got all the other movies and like what used to happen in in the first phase of the marvel stuff is you could just kind of parachute in and watch a movie and you didn't really need all the reference level to the rest of the universe and now you kind of you need the matt damon bit where they're like okay well if you didn't see ragnarok like here's kind of a silly bit to like tell you what happened because because we don't want to do like nine minutes of a previously on so it's like it's it's like it's getting really weighted i i just this like post end game phase of it has felt like a lot of homework watching hmm. i do agree that it does feel like a chapter ended i think some of the tv shows like i thought wandavision was very good yeah i actually um, did and but yeah like it's it seems like 
you know, we don't have Iron Man anymore. We don't have Captain America more, you know, like, and all a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it is interesting being in this new phase and seeing how it goes, you know, like, will, will there be something as exciting as, like, Infinity War and, you know, we're like, everyone well, is out here and then all of a sudden, like, will we care as much about, like, Miss Marvel and 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 Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel, Marvel and, <laughs> <laughs> and you know like if they all come together and you know I guess one of the big ones coming out soon is Black Panther two, like will we care about Black Panther two without mm-hmm. the Black Panther? You know mm-hmm. like because Chadwick Boseman I think made you care about that a lot and I think it's going to be really hard to make. It was going to be yeah. hard to make the second one anyway, and now it's going to be like, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I, it it will be interesting to see because it is like such a juggernaut of money making. Like, will it sustain high quality, or are we watching the beginning of the end? I I know that they're working towards Secret Wars, mm-hmm. um, where the scrolls that were introduced in uh, Captain Marvel will be. It'll be one of those um, who you can't trust anybody because the scrolls can shape shift and they were they're going to assume a lot of superhero guises and it's a big thing. So so that's the next like Infinity War slash end game mm-hmm. that they're working towards. Um, but I see what you're saying. Like, do we care enough about everybody that they've introduced for this to really have some meat on it when it comes out? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know, maybe, but uh, there's so many different things that they've introduced and set up, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, I don't think, but it is, like you said, weighted, and there's a lot behind everything, and I think they still try to make the movies be standalone as best they can. Um, it's getting harder and harder, though. It, it is, but the most of the stuff that you would need all the previous stuff for are more Easter eggs or just kind of knowledge, inside jokes or knowledge, you yeah. know? So I think if someone s- sees Thor 4 without ever having seen another Marvel movie, it still can be an um, uh, entertaining movie for them, and they have a complete story in the movie itself to follow. But there are certain things, like you, were, you mentioned Matt Damon... Uh, like like that scene of the um, the the acting out, you know, yeah, the the, the play get, hands, get so, yeah. the play, yeah, sensible chuckle. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> 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 I did like when they were when they were like blocking. There was like an event that happened, and the children get stolen, and Damon's like, he didn't say that we can't. I mean, Taika Waititi's he's got this great. Australian sarcastic wit and so like as a fan of his stuff like there's times where I'm like that was clever Taika I'm not like laughing out loud but it's like okay and it's like we open on children screaming and it's like okay (laughs) nice little bit nice I you know I'm not like 
pounding my knee like that was hilarious but it's, <laughs> it's like superhero movie jokes they're like corny you know and and so it's, I was like I was like okay like that that's more of how I felt in the movie I, I wasn't like I didn't walk out like I hated it and my time was wasted um I just didn't and also this is something I, I want to talk about Christian Bale and the fact that he's now out of the superhero stiff and he gets to kind of like go cuckoo bananas Heath Ledger with his with his villain but um I didn't like this the CGI a ton until they got to that kind of like uh blacked out planet yeah, I thought that, that was a really cool, like, you know, uh, dark side of the moon type of uh, 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 shift there. Mm. I, I was like, okay, this is a really creative directorial choice. Um, all of the, like, bright neon, like, 80s music video vibe, I was like, this actually just, it, it looks like they're phoning it in in terms of, it used to be kind of like a wonder what they were doing. And I, I actually wasn't a huge fan of the CGI. What I took away from that is that you think Taika Waititi's from Australia. <laughs> oh, is he from New Zealand? Yeah. Oh. New that's Zealand. okay. I'm just being a jerk. <laughs> no, that's I, what I, you heard in that whole thing? That's, that's all I heard. <laughs> Ew, double scoops of dog shit. I love the, I love the no, Australian. Uh, um, he, um, no, I, I agree that the, that black and white world was really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess, yeah, like um, the the '80s, you know, whew, vibe. It didn't bother me, but like, I guess it also didn't really have anything to do with anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was like Stranger Things taps into '80s stuff a lot, but like that's well, when the show takes place, and that's like the whole theme of it. And it's kind of like almost an homage to all '80s movies. You know, they they make they have so many Easter eggs in every single scene, mm -hmm. and it's like '80s, '80s, '80s. And this was kind of just like, here's here's 80s fonts. They they were yeah. trying to recreate the success of Ragnarok, mm. which did that very well. Yeah. And it was fresh. And I don't know, you've got to kind of progress it and, and evolve it, right? Mm -hmm. If you're going to try it again, you've got to show us a little bit something different. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know that I necessarily saw anything different in this one. And I think... Um, that same uh, trap uh, happened with Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, maybe what they need to do, because Taika Waititi is brilliant. You know, he did bring so much to the character of Thor when he did Ragnarok. Totally now, reinvented it in a better way. Yeah, like and uh, he explore he like saw all the potential Chris Hemsworth has as being a comedic actor, and I think that was great yeah mm -hmm. uh, maybe what they need to do now is just take him and have him like have him do the next guardians of the galaxy and have the guardians Ooh. of the galaxy guy do thor you know like mm -hmm. move the directors around so it's a fresh thing because i think it's hard to direct the same character you know like because i think when he did ragnarok he's like i haven't seen this i haven't seen the character explore this side i have you know like here are some things that i think would be really interesting and then to be like, then then do that, and then be like, and now do that again. Like I don't, I don't know how you go. Like okay, now now let's reinvent all this other stuff and explore all this. You know, like I think that's harder to do a second time. So just like put him, put him on Captain Marvel or I don't know, like yeah, you know, and, and throw him over there, and then or Guardians of the Reset Galaxy. Up. 
Yeah, because I'm excited I, to see what he does with Star Wars. You know, like mm-hmm. I um I love him as a director, and I'll say two things. One, I don't know that he was a good fit for Natalie Portman. She was I, so. Oh God, that's the bits about her her catchphrase. Yeah, like this yeah. again. Self everything was stiff. With so her stiff, this, right? It but was, she can be funny. Like no, she's been so. Thor one and Thor two, she was great in. I thought. Mm. I thought they they did the character correctly. She seemed comfortable and was easier to joke with in those films. Even Garden with Garden State, she's like this kind of like yeah. dorky, funny thing, mm-hmm. right? But in this one, it just seems so forced or something. I don't think, and and any anyway, I've talked about her before too as an actress. If she gets paired with the right director, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. If not, it's real kind of up in the air how yeah. how her performance goes. Because like Black Swan, brilliant. Yeah. Star Wars one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. You know, like. But, anyway. but uh, <laughs> the, my second point that. was um, what he did with Ragnarok was great, but I didn't like what they did to Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Because they made him kind of a goofy jock, and to me, Thor, the the comedy that comes with Thor comes from being a fish out of water. And, of course, you can't do that over and over and over and over. But I think you can still have a degree of that while still being a god. Yeah. You know, because he, he spent his whole life being arrogant until mm-hmm. Thor won, and then he changed, and then a lot of stuff happened very quickly. To me, he still has kind of a, a the carriage of a god, the the voice affectations and stuff. And what what Titi did in Ragnarok was just completely threw all that away and said, "You are a nerdy jock, and you're you're kind of awkward and bumbling, mm-hmm. and that's what we're going to you know you 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 still kick ass, but you." will trip over your own tongue when you're talking to people or in, in a weird situation or something. And I miss the godliness of the character now. Uh, uh, and I he's, think he's spending too much time uh, flirting with a hammer and uh, yeah. analyzing it. Uh, that was great. Okay. I'm sure you loved it. Uh, <laughs> it's a the little first time, the first time, maybe loose. the 14th time I was like, I get it. Taika. Okay. Yeah. We got a love triangle between two weapons. All right. Thank you. It was pretty um, great. But it I'm again, I guess I'm a cynical good. bastard because I just, I'm, I'm not game for like the ninth time they, they run that bit back, but that's just, <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a great field man. Okay, let I me mean, ask you guys. The, when the ax just goes like. That was like time number <laughs> two. And I thought that was okay. And then <laughs> we went back to it nine more times. Uh, I think going back uh, all the way back to when you guys were like, the, you know, this, you know, these, these Marvel movies are very much like episodes in a TV series. And then you get the big season finale. So like Endgame was like a season finale, right? Um, the, the first Avengers was a season finale of the first season of Marvel, basically. And now we're in this weird, like uh, Michael Scott has left the office and we're in these kind of like weird experimental phases of Marvel and, it, and it's getting kind of interesting, but I think right now they have a villain problem. Uh, I think 
obviously Thanos was a was a really cool villain and oh, this worthy adversary. And and I think sometimes superhero movies are only as interesting as their villain. So I mean, I, let's talk about Christian Bale and he finally gets to go villain here. I mean, Batman is like the biggest stiff of of any superhero, and most of the time when you're going to a Batman movie, you're mostly excited about the villain performances. So here he is. What did you guys think of what Bale was doing? Gore um, the God Butcher. Kind of a cool name. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know if it was, I'll have to think about his performance. But I, I don't know if he lived up to, like, the God Butcher. You know, I don't know. It was, he was less like, gods. Yeah, it like, was, but you didn't really see a lot of God Butchering. Yeah, like, you just heard about the God Butchering. So it's like there's like, someone butchering gods over there, but like yeah. it's like oh, I mean maybe if they would have went like hardcore with it and like actually mm-hmm. showed some god butchering, but yeah, that's true. I, I hated it. Yeah, you hated it. I Why thought he did hate? terribly. It's it was too whiny and waifish. Um, in the I, I don't know if it's fair to compare it to the comics. You know what happens because this this is drawn from the comic of Gore the God Butcher and the death mm-hmm. of the gods or whatever in the Thor mm-hmm. series, a lot more that, that was a very high concept because there's like time periods, Thor, there's some time travel involved in the comics and stuff, but Gore in that he gets pissed off by the gods, decides to take vengeance out, kill all gods. That all, that's all great and everything. But he's like, monstrous himself he he's kind of like a he-man villain Mm. like he's he's super jacked he has like this mouth full of fangs and teeth and um he's more animalistic in the comics and that makes him more brutal and it makes him more feral and so therefore it's a lot more terrifying he's he's got more intimidation factor in the comics and in the comics they there is a fair bit of Oh, I just showed up and all these gods are dead. What's doing this? What how what is going on? And it goes back to Thor had a chance to kill Gore at one point mm-hmm. and missed that chance. And so he, it's all about retribution for Thor and vengeance for Gore. And this film had hardly any of that and I felt like he looks like Voldemort's wimpy brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he looks like a lame version of Bill he, Hart, but... He, but he also <laughs> acted like it. I like he was just too goofy and whiny and and like oh, I'm gonna kill you. Oh, you're scared. And I'm like, man, that's not who this is. Like yeah. this character goes out and chops the head off of gods. Yeah, puts it on he's, a spike. He's he's oh. not gonna gonna be like mm, let me toy with you a little bit thor because uh, yeah you know i i'm just bored and it's like no man have him fight this guy over and over keep getting his ass kicked by him mm-hmm. until he figures out how to fix it you know and i thought bale was just like i'm gonna try and be kind of creepy and kind of like crazy at the same yeah, time yeah. you know and yeah, he too seemed much. like a little bit of that uh, loose cannon um brain power psycho joker mm-hmm. guy and maybe yeah. that's because obviously he was in a movie with with the joker but yeah it seemed like he was going for that type of menace mm-hmm. i he that could have been a good character for a different villain 
mm-hmm. but the villain, the character of Gore the God Butcher is brutal and thuggish. Like, he just goes at things and is intimidating. And Christian Bale didn't scare me at all. It was no. it was just kind of like, well, he, he controls shadows, I guess, so that's kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's, it's also weird that he kidnapped children because his whole thing was that his daughter died. That then, is a great point. <laughs> like, so you're just going to go kill other people's kids? That's, right? That's yeah. Kill I know how this feels. He's, yeah. laying, he's laying a trap for for Thor, but to obviously get get the, the weapon. But it's like, oh, man, that's a, that's a really good point. Like, how is that in character with, with his motivations? Right? I was just like, I guess he doesn't remember being a person at all <laughs> and he doesn't care about children anymore <laughs> yeah it was i i i was okay with how they set him up with the the god that he finds and the yeah. god's like yeah. such a douche to him and stuff mm-hmm. like yeah that that was all fine but then how how he was afterwards is just yeah he you needed to see him start at this place and then wind up almost consumed by this sword and very like and another and another Gollum-esque. skinny gray guy with exactly. weird face. Uh, yeah, we're wearing talking Voldemort, <laughs> Gore, and Gollum all cut from the same cloth. Uh, speaking yeah, of like, Ga- it, oh, go ahead. it didn't seem like there was a character arc for him. Like it seemed like he started, you know, human, believed in gods. The god was mean. He gets the sword, and his physical transformation and everything immediately had him at where he was for the rest of the movie until the very end. Until the Versus, end. like, the, the sword slowly, like, seeping into him, yeah. killing him, making him more evil. Like, it kind of went from zero to ten, stayed at a ten, and then dropped. Well, we didn't have zero. time for that because we needed all of those uh, hammer versus sword uh, flirting uh, bits, So So, you know what? He made the right decision. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> you got to prioritize, Annie. Uh, Can I say one of my favorite bits? You, you better not, not say Russell Crowe. <laughs> yes. No. Oh my Russell god. Crow. No, 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 no. Not not Russell Crowe's entire performance. When Russell Crowe pulled his little skirt out and walked down the steps, that, <laughs> that was, made me laugh. That was trying so hard. I was like, <laughs> I could feel the work. Yeah, I thought he, I thought that whole sequence was was the worst part of the movie. I was like, yeah. oh my god. Uh, they thought they thought that was way funnier. It's it's always interesting when I see because I I'm sorry and I'm I'm glad you liked it. Sorry. Well, well did, did you not think it was funny when he pulled his his skirt out, or the whole time you were just like, I'm so upset that you couldn't enjoy that. I thought it was a yeah. I think I was. Moment. It was. I I thought it was someone working really hard um to 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 get laughs um i thought he was like i'm in a taiko movie and i want people to like talk about how i went for it and that was like yeah i i think it's i don't know i i, I didn't enjoy it as much as you did the, i'm just saying that one moment i'm not talking about the entire scene fair enough fair <laughs> enough it was it was a clever little bit um, <laughs> this is a movie just like strung together with clever I, little bits I heard Russell Crowe ran that by CJ Tour backstage before he yes. did that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of I and CJ yes handed it? You get to see so much more Russell Crowe. <laughs> Next movie is going to be 90% Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Ted Lasso guy. I forget, I don't know the actor's name or anything. He's just the angry guy, but he's... Brett, Roy Kent. Yeah, yeah. Brett, yeah, yeah. Goldstein. Goldstein. Yeah. Goldstein. Yeah, but he's great. 
And I guess he's a writer. I guess he started out on Ted Lasso as a writer and then was like, I feel like I could audition for this part. And he asked, he's like, is it weird if I audition for this now? And they're like, no, go for it. And then they're like, yeah, "Yeah, you're perfect for this. So like, It's like the Chevy Chase life. I thought he was going to be (laughs) one of the top choices for Wolverine. Oh, Oh, that would would make sense, actually. Oh, they missed that opportunity. Yeah, but now he's now he's, he's gonna Hercules. be Hercules, but the, a band Hercules. So anyway, uh, but speaking of the villains and stuff from earlier, um, mm-hmm. this is the first Thor movie without Loki. So, you know, like that's hard. Yeah, you know, like there's gonna feel like something's missing because Loki and Loki and Thor's relationship and banter and what will Loki do? Is he gonna be good and helpful, or is he gonna stab you yeah. in the back, or is he gonna do both? Mm-hmm. You know, like you didn't have that in there, so it's that's a good point. Yeah, so hard you to have the first Thor movie minus Loki. Yeah, and you could feel the the presence and Tom Hiddleston's uh, a very large presence in that universe. You know, mm-hmm. so it's it's uh, you do feel something lacking in there, and you replaced it with uh, Natalie Portman's uh, the the styling, cancer? the comedy. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, her cancer and and her. Uh, her jokes, which were kind of cancerous to the <laughs> ah, thank you, thank you for the laugh. Uh, finally, uh, let's let's bring it home here with uh, the ending of the movie. Did you guys think it was impactful? The Gore's daughter that you met for eight seconds, uh, and all of a sudden now uh, that's uh, Thor is going to to care for this daughter. Did you guys like the whole love and thunder wrap I up mean- there? she was fine with it just because i think that does kind of bring thor into a new chapter like parenthood is a huge shift and change for people's lives and so now that thor all of a sudden is a single parent i think that sets up a lot for him and the character because like what does that look like I, I it was a very bold choice i don't know if yeah i would have made that choice um <laughs> Um, I it's weird to to have this guy kill you know people that he knew and his the love of his life and then be like I'm going to take care of your daughter because you asked me to well yeah and there was also that that's back where I go like I talk about like are things earned or not and there's mm-hmm. so much that they're trying to accomplish in these stories by like back referencing and then spinning a story forward and and everything that it's like he's never mentioned anything about parenting. Like if there was like any sort of, he was like, no, I'm not, I, you know, I can't care for, if, if he had any part of his personality where he's ever mentioned like a thought or a struggle with raising children, then like maybe I could see it, but it's like just parachutes in right at the very, very end of a movie. And that's why I talk about, they're just trying to set up future storylines just tacked on to the last 10 minutes of stuff. And it's like, there's nothing about this character that's ever mentioned kids or had anything to do with family. And now here it is. It, it just feels under in the same yeah. way that like, we're just gonna for like sentimental value and emotional impact, like give someone cancer and like, but it's not really a part of the movie, but it's here anyway. It's like, it just doesn't feel earned through the natural progressions of uh, a character arc. Yeah, no, I think you're right that it wasn't really like, earned per se but like i don't know if i can put this into words that make sense but part of me is like oh they're going to earn it next movie which is kind of the point you're making is like they're they're setting up the next one and it's about the next one and 
that I was just like, oh, like it's almost like a cliffhanger. Like, how how do we explore Thor being a parent? Because obviously you're not going to explore that in yeah, you don't minutes, have time. Yeah, you know. He he very briefly mentioned it when he was talking to Natalie Portman earlier in the film. He okay. he said something about you know I thought maybe we would settle down have a have children or I think oh, okay. he, he mentioned something but that doesn't mean it was earned at the end of this yeah so. I still I wouldn't I wouldn't consider that earned but yeah okay maybe he like maybe they like for for that to be the ending of your movie to have a passing mm-hmm. line uh during some like lovers quarrel is like I, I wouldn't consider that earning but yeah maybe yeah. maybe maybe it was one of them easter eggs <laughs> every <laughs> pay attention it's, it's gonna be the ending it's the ending theme of this movie uh but I, I think they missed a bit at the end though oh yeah you had a good bit they um he at one point he goes to help sif uh sif was battling gore and lost her arm oh yeah and he was like oh well it's in valhalla now mm-hmm. you know and she's like i'm just gonna die and he's like oh you you're not gonna go to valhalla if, if you die after the battle yeah, yeah which is great and then she's back at the end well at the very end you see Jane Foster gets to Valhalla and I I swear I thought Heimdall was going to be like oh and look who else is here and then the arm's going to float in and like yeah, high five her or something yeah. right like yeah no David but like while we were watching the credits David turns to me and he's like it's the arm in Valhalla and then like it starts and we're watching it and there she is and then it was like no arm yeah. <laughs> and, and then like, it's like oh. that's it yeah <laughs> Yeah, David Watiti. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> right? um, I'll take that money. Yeah. <laughs> and by hilarious, I mean I would have gone, okay, that was clever. <laughs> That's a good uh, Ted Lasso bit. Yeah, clever, <laughs> one little clever bit. But I digress. Um, I think you're very funny, and David, I think <laughs> you're very funny. And uh, thank you for coming on and, and you know finding um, the good parts in this movie uh, and, and sharing them with me. And, and thank you for listening to, to some of my gripes. Uh, I appreciate you guys. We're going to have you on a lot more uh, this wow. year. Hi, oh. Nice. And uh, I'm not just saying that because Barry's not available. So uh, <laughs> with that said, thank you so much to the listeners. Don't forget, smash that subscribe button. Right. Also go to Quiz Quiz Bang Bang, which is a trivia podcast that Annie and David host. Very funny. Lots of great trivia. Some of them are about Marvel and movies. So go find those. Uh, And then David has his own incredibly successful podcast called Blurry Photos. Blurry Photos. And you're probably already following that. But if you're not, definitely go. David, what's uh, Blurry Photos about? It's a paranormal podcast. Histories, mysteries, cryptids, uh, all that good stuff. Um, with a an eye on the origins and real stories behind them. Uh, I don't want to say debunking them, but if uh, if the evidence if there's evidence to refute a claim, I bring it up. <laughs> yeah, very very fun. Uh, just years and years of uh, incredible content there that you guys can uh, go and enjoy. So smash those subscribe buttons as well. Wash your hands. Stay safe. We'll see you down the road. Bye. Yeah, post credits. Let's reveal something real quick. Yeah, post credits. Here we go. Yeah,